and this is the real model talk where i bring the mentors to you in every episode i will feature an exclusive and honest interview from a pro in the industry together we will explore every aspect of modeling from the ground up Today we are speaking with Miss Andrea Ventura. She is a petite assigned model based out of DC and NY. Yes, DC NY. And I personally have not met her or talked to her before until this moment. So I'm very excited. I came across her page on Instagram and she had so much value to give to aspiring models, especially petite models. And she gives out so many tips and behind the scenes and is just a great source, I think, for anybody interested in modeling to get inspiration from and tips from and just more insight on the industry. So I'm meeting her as much as y'all are meeting her today. And I'm really excited to pick her brain on all of her different experiences in this industry. So Andrea, if you'll go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in modeling. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, Well, I started seven years ago I always wanted to model, you know, like I had a friend in first grade and she did this modeling gig for that pajama company that's really famous in Mm. El Salvador. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so cool. But in El Salvador, it feels like you cannot get anywhere if you don't like know Mm. people, you know, like if you don't have. That's how it felt, at least for me. And then I graduated like high school and I wanted to model, but there weren't that many opportunities And then I came to the U.S. and I had my friend, he was taking a photography class and he asked me to model for his class. And I was so excited. It really felt like I was getting like the biggest gig in the world when he asked me that. And I did it. And when I did it, I met this other girl who's now my friend and she was modeling for fun at the time. And she was like, and I asked her, like, how do you do this? Like, I really want to, you know, do shoots. For me, it was just for fun. Like, I never, it never crossed my mind to get paid for it. Like, it was literally just Mm -hmm. for fun. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, just like message this photographer and tell him that you want to shoot with him. And then open an account on Model Mayhem, which, by the way, I would not recommend anybody getting Model Mayhem now. But at the time, the thing. I, uh, I, I, by the way, I was like so shy. Mm-hmm. Like I hated like talking to strangers because I don't know, I was just like so nervous about that. Like even talking on the phone, like, let's say for like with the telephone company or something, you know, I, I was so nervous about that. So me messaging a complete stranger to tell him that I wanted to do a photo shoot, like I was so nervous, but I was just, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I did it. I did the shoot. I opened uh, my account on Model Mayhem and then everything started from there. And then a couple of years after I was doing things for fun, I signed up with my first agency. And then, you know, things went going up and up and up. And now I do what I do. Awesome. That's I love how you said like you're well. You said you were pretty shy when you started, and, and that makes me go into the point. It was, you just have to be outgoing, and you have to be willing to put yourself out there and not afraid of this conversation. So did that kind of help you, like, get out of your box being in modeling and having to put yourself out there like that from the start? Yeah, 100%. Like, I was – I I mean, I'm introverted, and I'm a person that if you talk to me, I'm an open book. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, like, really – 
really cool and like can talk for hours and stuff. But I really find it hard for me to be the person to talk first to someone and initiate a conversation. Yeah. So modeling, I've had to do that because that's how you meet people and that's how you get along with people on set. And that's how castings go. You know, you have to, you know, be creative and be the one who's like initiates the conversation and just talk and be chill and relax. So yeah, definitely like modeling has helped me a lot with my personality. That's good. Um, has networking like that gotten you a lot of jobs and opportunities? Yes and no, because I mean, I have gotten like opportunities, but at the same time, without the connections, I've also gotten a lot of them. So, yes. like, so for example, one time I was shooting in New York and this other model was like, hey, I'm going to recommend you to an agent that I know. And she did. And then the agent signed me. And then I ended up working twice in LA. Wow. And other times it's been like me, you know, just applying to this agency or going to their open call and getting signed. So yes, you do get connect things by talking to people, but also you get things by doing it yourself. Yes, yes, of course. So what was your experience like um, going after these agencies, especially as a petite model? Um, did you have any self-doubt at first? Like what are the different things you went through in that process? Honestly, when I first started, I was so confident in myself. Mm-hmm. I that it's just not that I thought that I was like so pretty and I was like had the perfect body like I didn't like I did really I didn't think about my physical appearance when it came to modeling I just thought about my talent I thought like I'm really good at taking photos I'm really good at you know being in front of the camera I'm really good with poses I thought about that so when I was thinking about applying to agencies I never thought like oh, I have to be skinny or I have to like have clear skin or I ha- or my face has to be symmetrical or I like I didn't think any of that. So when I first started going to agencies and agencies turned me down due to my physical appearance, which was my height, I was shocked. Oh, wow. And I was just like, you're telling me I'm too short? I had no idea that I was too short. Like I've never considered my height. When I saw Victoria's Secret models on the runway, I never thought they were different to me because they were taller. That's crazy. Yeah. So when I went to see agencies at the beginning, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, like I'm getting this, like, this is going to be like a, like I was nervous, obviously, but I thought like, there's no way they're going to tell me no because I'm so good. (laughs) That's good though. I mean, that's good that you went in with that mindset instead of having already having this thought in the back of your mind, like I'm not tall enough. Like you're like, I got this. I'm great. Like I know what I'm doing. I'm experienced poser and in the modeling industry. So I think that's really awesome that you kind of didn't realize that going into it. Probably. Do you think it helped you at all? I mean, I feel like it helped me at all because I made the leap that a lot of people are scared to make. A lot of people are scared to go to these agencies because in their mind, they think they're not good enough already. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid of being told so, I guess. And for me, I was just, obviously I was nervous and I was afraid. Yes. But I I did it regardless, you know, because I didn't think as much as about my physical appearance as much as I thought like, 
I am really good at what I'm doing. And I think I deserve to, you know, get signed. Mm -hmm. But when I started getting rejected over my height, that's when I realized, okay, apparently (laughs) I am too short. um, So I'll have to get around this. Yeah. (laughs) But it made me definitely feel self-conscious about my height for sure. Yeah. You've actually inspired me so much since I found your page to go out and apply for agencies in my area. And I took the tip that you posted about looking up um, for talent agencies in your area. So um, because I've been modeling for like five years now and I've just kind of gotten in this stubborn place of like, I'm going to be a freelance model. I do a lot of promotional work. So I was like, I don't want any of those to interfere. And I was like, I think I can find more work on my own versus an agency and it's really come down to I can find work working with photographers that are wanting to build their portfolios and maybe like local Mm -hmm. boutiques um and there's other work I can find too I know I need to put myself out there more but there's just different there's a different level of professionalism I feel like when you're working through an agency and that's the type of jobs like you're gonna get through that so thanks to your posts and thanks to me finding you on Instagram um I've been inspired to go into some casting calls and stuff once this whole COVID thing is over so um i doing some creeping on your Instagram page I noticed that you live in DC right yeah well in Maryland but if you live in like the DC Virginia Maryland area and you live close to DC okay you just say DC but it's in Maryland I got you so I noticed that you drive how many hours to New York for castings uh it takes me about four hours okay there and how long are Mm -hmm. you usually there for the castings just for one day. So I get, I plan to get there uh, like two hours mm-hmm. before my casting just to be safe. And then I plan to leave about two hours after my casting just to be safe too. Wow. So it literally took me like 12 hours since the moment I leave my house until the moment I get back. Do you ever plan to or get lucky to have like multiple castings in one day out there? No, I, I mean, I... I feel like when you reach a certain level, that's what happens. And Mm -hmm. like, that's how models do. Like models that do this full time, a lot of them do that. They have like multiple castings in one day, but I haven't had that experience yet. Mm -hmm. I am signed to boutique, like small agencies. Mm -hmm. So it's usually like one casting every now and then. So it's it's just that one. Well, that's good. I thought that was really awesome that you're still taking that time to drive out there and you're not letting that be a limitation to you getting jobs and opportunities and that you're making a four hour drive to go to one, one hour casting maybe. So that says a lot about um, putting yourself out there and hustling for the jobs. Yeah. I mean, like I, for me, like I know that when I sell, when, when I go to New York and I, when I get on set or when I am doing a casting, a lot of, I overhear conversations and I hear models complaining about their 20 minute like subway ride. Oh, wow. Subway. Mm-hmm. They say subway, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're complaining about their 20 minute subway ride and how they had to get out of, I don't know, Queens to go to like Manhattan or something like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, Oh, I mean, it took me four hours to get here. But that's okay. <laughs> that's dedication right there. Yeah. It- uh, the thing with me is just like, I haven't gotten to a point where New York gives me enough work for me to 
validate the fact of moving there. Mm-hmm. So it's so much cheaper for me to just go back and forth. I mean, my biggest asset that I have right now is time, mm-hmm. not money. Yeah. So it's what, $25 for a trip to New York and maybe $12 for a lunch that I buy there. Mm-hmm. And that's it versus a rent that's going to be, I don't know, $1,500 for like a little box. Yeah. So that's do it. Yeah. No, that makes sense for sure. Um, you've mentioned boutique agencies um, quite a few times, um, probably mostly on all the Instagram creeping I've done. But uh, and I've noticed like you've mentioned being signed with mo- multiple agencies, which I feel like is something, especially getting started, people feel like you can't do. And I'm still wondering, like, how are you doing that? So are you working with non-exclusive agencies or are you discussing this with these boutique agencies before you go sign with another? Are they all in different states or metroplexes? Like, how is that working for you? So the majority of the agencies that I'm signed to they have a non-exclusive agreement. Okay. That means that I'm able to sign with any other agency that I want and they don't care, they don't mind. Um, but some of them, they do have a certain exclusivity pertaining to an area. So even with that, I can still sign in other areas and be fine. So that's, that's what I do. How far is the furthest you've traveled for a casting, not a job? Uh, Canada. You drove there or you flew? No, I took a flight. You took a flight? Awesome. How was that? Was that for the casting? Did you end up getting the job? So I went to Canada in 2017 to meet with an agency and they signed me. Awesome. And then they told me, which is something that I, at the moment when I heard, I was like shocked, like, how could you do that? But uh, when I got signed, my agent told me like, okay, you need to come back. And you need to stay at least for two to three months and just, you know, go to castings as many as you can. And that way people get to know you, brands get to know you. And then from there, I mean, you can go back to the U.S. and we can start doing direct bookings, which is um, you don't have to go anywhere to get the job. They just submit your photo and then they're like, oh, we want her. And then you get booked and then you just fly to wherever you need to go. So... When I I heard that, I didn't know as much. That was such a normal thing. And I was just thinking about, obviously, the amount of money that that entails, mm-hmm. like the amount of money that I will lose for not being here working and the mm-hmm. amount of money that I will have to invest in staying somewhere in Toronto and the food and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go next year. So that was in 2018 or 2019. I can't uh, no, I got signed in 2018. No, I got signed in 2018 and I went back to 2019. Mm-hmm. So when I went back, I was like, you know what? Like I am going to go for a week just to test it out. Cause I was so afraid of the entire thing. I was just, I'm just going to go for one week and see what happens. And I, even my agent, my agent was super excited that I was going to go. Obviously he wanted me to stay longer, but he was like, you know what? Like, I work is fine. Like, we'll do what we can. We'll submit you to literally everything that we see. Mm-hmm. And I remember right before I got on the plane, like a day or two before, I was so nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. I was like crying because I was so scared. I was just like, what if I go and like they take advantage of me or like, um, 
I don't, I don't like go to a single casting. Like I was just thinking about the worst. Yeah. And my dad was like, Andrea, like what you always say, just like give it a try. Like if it doesn't work out, like you're going to be fine. Like it's fine. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> so I, I went and honestly, it was a great experience. I only got one casting the entire week that I say there. I only got one casting and it happened after. So I was ready to leave on, let's say a Friday. I was already, I had already, you know, uh, grab my stuff from the Airbnb. I had already in my suitcase. I'm ready, ready to go to the airport when my agent calls me and he's like, you cannot leave Toronto. I got you a casting. And he's a big casting. It was a casting that paid like $6,000. Like, mm-hmm. And I was just like, but I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> like I already got my stuff. I already got my ticket back home. And he goes like, no, like you came all the way for this. Like you need to go, you need to stay. And I was just like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I changed my flight. Gladly I had a friend there in Toronto. So I, I stayed with her and I went to a casting. Unfortunately, I did not get it, but it did give me a great experience. Like it made the entire trip worth it. And it, honestly, in perspective, it was only a week. So the fact that in one week I got one casting, it was it was a good thing. That's you know? good. So, What did you do with the rest of your time while you were there? Oh my God. I had nothing to do I mean I try to create content and I try to submit to jobs and I think I had a couple like online castings that I did with my other agencies but other than that you know I was just trying to I'm introverted so it's not like I I go outside all the time you know I'm not that type of person you know I like to stay indoors mm-hmm. but Airbnb that I booked I didn't realize that I got it without windows oh it was like wow. a basement type of apartment so I felt like claustrophobic staying inside it was so small and it had no windows so it's just like I can't stay in here so every day I went outside and it was beautiful like Toronto's really pretty Mm -hmm. but yeah it was just really boring (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was like oh my gosh what I would be like so antsy the whole time like I need to be moving I need to be working making some money but it's good thing you were able to work on like self-submissions and other like backstage work oh my gosh so okay I fangirled over two things on your page one (laughs) which I normally don't do that that much but you met, um, what's her name? Sofia Esperanza. How do you oh, say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's so exciting. I love her page. And I didn't know she's a petite model. She is very well-known model. Yeah, she's like five, five and a half, I think. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, that was, I learned something new. So that was really cool. And I also saw that you did some modeling at um, Gary V Studio. I would love to hear all about that. What would you do? Um, so, well, first of all, I, I really want to tell the Sophia's friends. Yes, that, yes. Oh my God. I honestly cannot believe what I did. But the thing is that I was in LA and I was going, my, my plan was going to go to open calls for like literally every agency I could find. So it was like LA Models and Ford Models and Lumina, all those agencies. So I was going to one, I think it was Elite that I was going to see. I can't remember. So I was walking down the street. And I see her, and to me, it felt like I saw someone I know, like, in real life. Oh. 
like I like like let's say like I now know you and then I see you in the street and I'm yeah. like oh my god you know <laughs> so I, I I I saw her and I was like Sophia like, literally <laughs> her like like, like kind of like calling my friend that I've never had in like five years you know I'm like Sophia and she goes like like a face like like who is like, this <laughs> and then I quickly realized that she obviously she did not know me so I go like um no like I know you from Instagram and she was like oh okay okay yeah I mean like small world like way so small and I was like yeah oh my god it's so cool and then I told her that I was going to go see agencies, but I was being turned down because I was like too short. And then she told me like, no, like you're fine. You're not too short. Like you just have to have great photos in your portfolio and you'll see. And then I didn't want to obviously waste her time because it, it looked like she was going to a meeting in the agency. Mm-hmm. So I, I, was, I didn't ask her any more questions and then I just asked her to take a, a selfie and that was it. But yeah, that's really awesome. Funny. Yeah, that would be like one of my very rare. I'd be like, "What's up?" That's awesome, though. And I, it's crazy how Instagram makes things feel that way because, like, you know, like I said, I did a lot of creeping on your page before this, and it's like you feel like you get to know a person almost like just through their yeah. page and the stuff they post. But um, that's really cool. Tell me about okay. Gary V. Okay, so that one, oh my god, that was the craziest story. Uh, I was already like working a promo job, which I heard that you do too. Mm-hmm. That was already one. And then I got booked for that shoot. So I had to like try to get like a replacement because obviously I didn't want to just leave the job. So it was like crazy to just get a replacement and don't feel horrible about myself that I was like leaving. Yeah. But finally, like I, yeah, I get to New York and the thing is that with this particular shoot, I was not, they didn't disclose the details until like the night before the actual shoot. So I didn't know exactly where I was shooting. Like I knew the general uh, details of the shoot, like how much it was going to pay and what the client, who the client was, but I didn't know where it was going to be at. Mm -hmm. So the night before the shoot, they sent me like the details and I see um, VaynerMedia on the on the details and like the address and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna share it with Gary's studio because I mean I'm a fan of his like I I've been like following his content for three years and I love him you mm-hmm. know uh so yeah I mean I was not on like Vayner Media Vayner Media like where he usually is at it was at a Vayner X Studios okay um, so honestly, when you walk in, like it's it says VaynerX, it has his books on like in the little lobby that, okay. that you can go in. Then once you go into like the actual like office, it looks exactly the same as when you see it on the blog in Vayner Media. Like it's just like rows mm-hmm. of like seats and people like just sitting there, and on the sides it's just like conference rooms. Uh, so it's exactly like the outlay that he did for like VaynerX is exactly the same as VaynerMedia. Hmm. And then once you go further in is where like the studio is. So it's like huge, like a huge, huge space. It's like really tall, really spacious and everything. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really, it was really cool. I, I 
wanted to see if I could see Gary, but I don't think he was even there that day. But it was so cool that I worked for, like, technically I worked for him. You know, when I got the check, it said VaynerMedia. Oh, fancy. (laughs) That's so funny. So you were shooting for one of his clients, basically, was the product or Mm -hmm. brand you were shooting for. That's really cool. Um, Yeah, I had a fangirl moment when I saw that. Um, another thing I saw on your Instagram is that you've gotten to work with babies and model with kids. I've always thought that'd be fun to model with little kids. I love little kids that can like play. I'm just, I love playing with them and being goofy and silly. So I've always thought that would be fun to model with kids. What was that like, um, doing that kind of modeling? It was fun. I mean, I feel like when it comes to kids, you really have to have, it really drains you because You have to be like super excited for them. So they smile with the camera. So you're going to be like, oh my God, you're so cute. Like you're so handsome and stuff. Um, But it's it's fine. You know, obviously that if it's babies or like little kids, they cannot work for too long. Mm -hmm. So you only have like a very few minutes with them to try to get the shot. And, and that's it, you know, because after that, you know, they get stressed, they start crying, you know, you cannot get the shot anymore but yeah it's, it's cool it's really cute <laughs> you're like that's cool that's fine <laughs> what was your favorite <laughs> modeling job you've done so far uh I mean I've done a lot of them that I have been really cool I think one of the ones that I think is the coolest was when I shot for Volkswagen hmm. and it was cool because I had I got to drive the car that we were like doing the commercial with mm-hmm. and put a huge so I I got in the car and they put a huge camera in front of me and it was literally a camera that you see like in the movies and I had to like drive it but I could barely see because the huge camera was in front of me so I was freaking obviously I wasn't going fast they had closed the entire row so there was like there was no danger Mm -hmm. but I was still freaking out because it was a brand new car I had a huge camera I couldn't see and I had to pretend that I was relaxed and enjoying oh gosh my drive, you know but we got it in one take so That's that good. was really cool mm-hmm. that was one of the coolest ones yeah so I saw a lot about you posting like, hey, we got out of the early the shoot early today or that shoot went by fast. Um, do you have any tips on how to help with the speed of a shoot and how it's going along so everyone can get done and out of there at a decent time? So shoots are like, it depends what you're shooting, but honestly, shoots are very complicated if... Um, it, like it depends what you're doing because I've been on set sometimes and it takes the most amount of time that is being spent on is on setting up, mm-hmm. setting up the light, the audio, the camera, um, testing it out and making sure that it's working how they want it to work. Then they bring me in and then they test out again to make sure that the lighting is working and stuff. And once I'm already in there, they're like, oh, actually, we need to change this panel or add this thing or add this other light over here. And then they test it out again. So that takes the majority of the time. So the only thing you can do is obviously do your best mm-hmm. about you know, whatever they ask you just to do it. Um, but I, I think that is, uh, at the end of the day that, that pertains about talent, you know, I think like the more talented you are and the more experienced you are, the faster you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like maybe sometimes they're shooting a model and she cannot really do what they're, 
they've been told. Like sometimes I'm, I'm shooting something and they tell me like, oh, like that was great, but can you not do this with your arm, for example? Like I tend to do like something with it. Mm-hmm. So I do it again and maybe I did it because it's like something that's uh, subcon- subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like you don't realize. But let me, I shoot it again and I did it again with my arm. So I have to be like really like good at not doing it. So they can get a example model and she cannot do that. Like she cannot control that subconscious movement of her arm. And then it takes longer and longer. Or if you are doing something with lines and you keep messing them up, it's going to take longer. Yeah. So that pertains to just talent and being experienced, you know. So when you say talent, referring to the modeling industry and being a model, what exactly do you mean? Well, talent for me, it means like men, like almost every aspect about what it means to be a model in terms of like, to be able to do different face expressions, different types of like poses. Um, also, I think it pertains to personality. So being a person that people want to work with, mm-hmm. not being like a diva or like extremely shy that people cannot even like, you know, relate to you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also pertains to like being a hard worker. So I feel like if you have a, if you're really talented in the aspect of like modeling and posing, but you are not willing to put in the work, then you don't really have the talent to be a model, I feel like. But yeah, but mostly obviously in terms of like modeling, it's like being able to pose, being able to follow direction, mm-hmm. being able to mimic whatever they're asking you to do. Um, yeah. So I noticed on your Instagram that in your posing, um, I was watching a couple behind the scenes videos and you were definitely on your toes a lot. So do you have any good tips for especially petite models as far as like posing or mostly posing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, I feel like you don't, I feel like, yes, you do need to look tall in your photos. I think that's something that a lot of people give us a, as an advice, but I wouldn't focus that much on it as much as just being good in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the way that I've learned how to pose is just looking at other models' photos and try to mimic them and try to like pose like them. So I'm really like, I am really, I have a photographic memory. So I'm really good at like seeing something and then trying it out. That's the way that I've learned. But many, many models learn being in front of the mirror. So you can also, I feel like a great way to just go to like through models, like, uh, I mean, through a modeling agencies websites and go through like different portfolios of the models, screenshot all of the pictures that you like or the things that you want to try, things that you think are cool. And then you're in front of the mirror and try to do that exact same pose. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a, a wide variety of things I can do in front of the camera. Yeah, definitely. Have you... So you did a lot of collaborations starting out to get your portfolio built and get those like really good photos in your portfolio. Did you only do collaborations or did you go out and pay a photographer ever to get those quality photos? I've only paid for a test shoot twice. Um, It was through one of my agencies because it required a specific type of photos. Uh, But other than that, everything else has been through collaborations. Mm -hmm. But I do, like, it all all depends what you have more. If you have more time, 
then do collaborations. And if you have more money, then pay it to have a great portfolio. Because the thing with paying it is that you're going to get exactly what you need, what you want, when you want it, you know? Because mm -hmm. if you pay a developer, he's going to make sure that you get exactly what you want. He's going to, he or she, is going to make sure that you get your photos in time. If there's anything that you don't like or you want to change, like you have control over literally everything because you're paying for it. Yes. Whereas if you collaboration and you're just you know you're not paying money you're just you know giving your talent and your time and the photographer as well I mean the photographer has other things to do he has he or she has other priorities so you might not see your photos months after you did the shoot you might not get the photos that you need mm -hmm. he or she might give you two photos maybe and it's not the ones that you wanted uh, when you're at the shoot, maybe you wanted to shoot something specific, but then they wanted to take the shoot in a different direction. So you didn't end up doing exactly what you needed, what you wanted for your portfolio. So all those things, like if you're willing to like waste your time, if if it doesn't work out, then mm -hmm. yeah, do it. But if you have the money and you want to get exactly what you need, then yeah, pay for a photo shoot, you know. Yeah. When you, when your agency had you do those photo shoots, kind of, did they have you pay for it straight up front? Or I know some of them might take it out of your first paycheck or how did that work for you? Uh, so for the thing is that I feel like, I mean, as far as, yes, I do have heard that they take it out of your check with some agencies, but generally speaking, like your portfolio is your your responsibility. You know, it's it's your investment. It's not an agency's investment. You know, mm -hmm. so the times that I pay for it, like I pay for it, like upfront. Mm -hmm. And did they have the photographer? Like they already had that all set up for you, or you know, recommended any to you to use? Yeah, yeah, they already like re they recommended me one, and I I just you know say yes. They had recommended me. The one that I used last time, like a couple of times and I passed it on and they were fine with it. And then I realized I had been a while since I hadn't had uh, a photo shoot, like for that type of like photo shoot, like it's more like lifestyle outdoorsies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I might as well, you know, spend the money and hopefully get bookings from that. So that's when I did it. As far as communicating with your agency and just working with them, what kind of tips do you have or advice on just having a successful relationship with your agency if that makes sense so I think uh that you just have to like communicate with them like I think honesty is like the best thing that you can do with your agent like if you cannot make it to a casting like tell them mm -hmm. if something happens and you're unable to do an audition or I don't know, whatever it happens, like tell them, you know, and if you are leaving out of town, like if you're going on a vacation, like make sure you tell them because I think they will get upset if they work hard for you to get an audition or you get casting or a booking, they email you so excited, like congratulations, like you got this. And then you're like, oh, I'm in Miami or like I'm in the Bahamas, like mm -hmm. sorry. So I think just like honesty and communicating with them. If you have any type of like questions, like, you know, ask them because obviously the, you guys are a team. Um, and then if you if you are with an agency and it's a small agency and you haven't heard from them in a while, like just reach out to them. Just be like, hey, 
Um, I know a great um, thing they can do, like a, um, how you say this, a great excuse to reach out to your agent is if you have new photos. Oh, okay. So if you did a photo shoot and you got new photos, be like, hey, I just got this new photos. Like, I just want to share it with you. If you want to add them to my portfolio, here you go. And that way, you know, they're like, oh, like this girl is working. Oh, we got new photos from her. Like, oh, and then next time maybe they get a client and you fit their requirements, they're going to be like, oh, you know, Andrea sent us this photos. Like, I'm thinking about her, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, the saying like out of sight, out of mind. Yes. So you have to be like some way in there, you know, talking to them, like post on Instagram and tag them, things like that. Nice. That's a good tip. Gotcha. So I am going to ask you just a couple more questions to wrap this up. First question is if you had, I always say if you had one tip and one tip only to a new and aspiring model, what would it be? But people always end up giving me like three tips. So does, what are your main points you would give to a model starting out? You Okay, so the first one I think will be like, you'll never know unless you try. So you might think like, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not young enough or old enough, whatever it is that you're thinking, um, you'll never know unless you try. So that's one big thing. Then the other thing I'll be like, um, be honest, like with yourself and like, with people mm-hmm. so I would personally think that you shouldn't lie about your height or your age or where you live just to get in the foot of with an agency because the moment they'll find out that you lied they're not going to trust you anymore they're, they might not want to work with you anymore mm-hmm. um, another thing is that modeling is a numbers game so the more agencies you apply to the higher your chances of getting signed and the more castings you go to, the higher your chances of getting booking a job. So if you apply to five agencies and you got rejected by all five of them, then I would not feel sorry for you because you only applied to five. <laughs> if you could have applied to 100, maybe. And if you went to two castings and both castings sold you no, then don't feel sorry for yourself because you should be going to 20 castings to get one yes. So that was going to be my last question. Was that your last point? Okay, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, You did bring up a question I wanted to ask really quick. And that is, you know, you say apply numbers game, apply to all the agencies that you can. So when I looked up talent agencies in Dallas, Texas, where I'm from, you know, I probably, I may have not done enough research, uh, but the main ones that came up, I would say there was probably like 10 quality agencies that looked like trustworthy because you want to make sure of that too. Um, but what kind of recommendations do you have on finding more agencies and just creating that opportunity to apply to more agencies? Sorry, can you repeat that one more time? Like, what would your advice be on finding more agencies? Like, whether it's looking in a different area or are you using Instagram to find agencies or are you using like resources like people you know and asking around like what? other agencies they know of how are you finding them yeah yeah so I first of all I recommend if you don't like know anyone and you're just starting out and like you have no idea what's going on 
I will recommend, you know, Googling, like I said, modeling agencies and where you live or whatever you want to be signed with. So don't be afraid to go to, um, if you live in LA, don't be afraid to apply in New York or don't be afraid to apply in Miami because you never know, you know, where life's going to, where life is going to take you. And if you're willing to travel, obviously do that. If you're not willing to travel, then maybe not do that. But, um, yeah, just, uh, as many places as you want to be signed to, like go ahead and try um, then look up talent agencies too, like I said, and then also the research, uh, the website models.com is a great, great website where you can find agencies in the, like the bigger cities that pertain to modeling. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're not going to in every single city in the world, but there's a, it's a pretty big list and it has a lot of countries and the agencies that they list there are supposed to be legit. So you might like it's like safer if you're like scared of being a scam and stuff mm-hmm. might be safer to go that route mm. um then if you're looking for petite friendly agencies i recommend just you know going to my uh website blog i wrote a list of petite friendly agencies uh in different areas so if you want that too i i made that for you where can, and then yes where can we mm-hmm. find that the blog and website so if you go to uh andreaventuramodel.com slash blog you'll find my list okay. and other resources to start modeling awesome. um, and then yeah if you have a model that you look up to that you like that you see that's just working certain brands that you want to work with uh, just go to their bio and usually they have tagged the agency that represents them so if you like that agency you like that model you like what she's doing just apply to the agency that she that represents her. And then, yeah, if you see models and they have not listed on their bio who their agency is, but you see them working and you see them doing cool things that you want to do, um, just DM them. Be like, hey, girl, I really like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, can you tell me which agencies you're assigned to? I'm interested. And I would say the majority, I mean, I don't know who's not going to answer, but I feel like now a lot of people are helping each other. Mm-hmm. So I would assume she's going to reply. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, those are the ways that you can, you can do awesome. it. Awesome. Love it. So where can we find you? I know you said um, your website, but where can we find you on Instagram for sure? And spell it out for us as well. So I, I really need to change this, but it's Andre Ventur. And that's with three R's. So it's like Andrea Ventura, but without the A at the end. And then Ventura. You know, I just remembered I'm going to put it in the show notes anyway. So no need to spell it out. So if you want her Instagram, look in the show notes or description that will be there. Definitely, definitely, definitely follow her on Instagram, even if that's the least that you do, because she puts out so much amazing content and she's very inspiring and she will make you want to go apply to all the agencies, which is what I'm about to start doing. So thank you so much for coming on. And I'm excited to continue to see your journey. And I hope someone reaches out to you and learns some things. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here and good luck with all of your applications and stuff. Yes, to everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Real Model Talk. If you enjoyed the show, do not forget to subscribe to stay tuned for upcoming episodes.